Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. We're hearing more and more about what certain demographics are doing economically. And we're all comparing it what we were doing at that time. And now a new a new study survey says that one in five homeowners who are young delay retirement savings to buy real estate. And we all know how tough it is to buy real estate these days. And what does it mean when they make that decision? It's got to affect things. Joining us is Rabina Ahmed Hawk, who is the global news personal finance expert. Rabina, nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you. Is there anything surprising in this? I mean, how does this compare to other years? Well, I'm surprised that young people are actually able to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would think that the, the main problem would be is that they can't afford to save for retirement and they can't afford to buy a house. <laughs> yeah, I you know, so, I, you know, I mean, they're obviously speaking to those that are able to do one or the other. Uh, but, yeah, I think that the, the thinking is changing, uh, that a lot of young people, I mean, I know the number is one in five, but that still means 80% of young Canadians are thinking about their retirement savings over their home buying, uh, pur- uh, their pur- purchasing a home. Um, and I think that the attitude is changing. A lot of, you know, we, I grew up in this, in, in a, with the idea that, Buying a home was a major uh, financial milestone that, you know, it's something that we have to do in our late 20s, early 30s, uh, because it's considered a way to set up some roots and and build some asset. But I think a lot of young people are now thinking, no, I want to make sure that my retirement is taken care of if I do have the extra money to make it happen. It is. And, And do we have to have an ebb and flow here? I mean, are we learning to listen to demographics? Do they have to always do the same thing as their parents did? Or, you know, everything's different. Yeah, no, I think that if you are um, of the mind that I want to buy a house and say you're in your mid-20s, early 30s, and you're living in a big city like Toronto, because this survey specifically spoke to those people aged 20 to 45 in Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto, and Montreal. So cities that are pretty expensive to live in, especially Toronto and Vancouver. But if you're thinking to yourself, I really just want to buy a house for my family for whatever reason, um, you could delay your retirement savings. If you had the full expectation that at the end, when you finally raised your family and they moved out, that you would sell that home and use part of the proceeds uh, to fund your retirement. So you'd actually be doing it in tandem. You're like, I'm living in this house. I know I'm putting all of my extra money into it, but I am not going to stay in this home once this home has uh, run its course. I no longer need it. Uh, for the purpose that I'm buying it for. And this is a harsh reality. I mean, decades ago, people didn't really think about this as much. You know, people stayed in their jobs longer. There were way more pensions. Things are things are even different in that area. Well, if you go back only 30 years, the majority of Canadians were invested in some kind of workplace pension. So, um, you know, you went to work, and like you said, you didn't change jobs. Like, young people now change jobs every seven years. That was not the case. 
Um, you were in a workplace pension, and it was a defined benefit plan, so you knew exactly how much money you were getting when you retired, and you could actually make some plans for your future. Now, not only is it that when you start a job that they're defined contribution plans, so they can't all, they don't always, uh, they're not always able to tell you how much money you're going to get in retirement, uh, but also on top of that, many workplaces just don't even have a pension to offer. And many young people are now choosing to work in the gig economy. So contract or temp um, or, you know, taking, uh, taking um, uh, clients on um, and using, their, uh, using services almost like they're running their own little business uh, as a sole proprietor and offering services to people. And so a lot of young people are in a position now where they need to save for the retirement on their own if they're going to actually be able to stop working at some point in the future. All right. What does it say, uh, you know, as we look at these studies, uh, does it, it, should it uh, affect things the way people do, the way people decide they're going to save? Or does it tell us something about what we have to do as a society? Well, if you look back to the early 1980s, uh, the savings rate in Canada was in the double digits, in some cases up to 20%. So when we got paid, we were saving 20% of our income into something. Um, now that, that number has plummeted to below 3%. So that's all we are putting away. And so that really does tell us that there has been a big mind shift um, as to when we get paid, what we do with that money. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that interest rates have been so low for so long. I mean, there are people in their mid-30s, even early 40s, who have never experienced low interest, high interest rates. They don't know it. They, they, are, they, they are totally, uh, totally immersed in cheap money, and it wasn't always so. Yes. And so if the interest rate starts to go up mm-hmm. and it starts to creep up closer to normal, um, that's going to do two things. One, it's going to stop people from borrowing as much money to get into that dream home or renovate or do whatever else they've been doing with that cheap money. And secondly, it's going to encourage people to save because the savings rates will be better when interest rates are higher. So I actually look forward to a point where interest rates go a little bit higher. Of course, I don't want that there are so many people, especially here in the city of Toronto, who have taken on high six-figure mortgages. I mean, even if you buy an average-sized detached home in Toronto, you're looking at a ticket price of more than uh, more than a million dollars. So say you were to put $200,000 down mm-hmm. on that million-dollar home, you may still be looking at a mortgage of $800,000. So I don't need to tell anybody what even half a percentage point or a percentage point means to such a big mortgage. That's extra hundreds of dollars out of your pocket. But slowly, we need to get back to a a, a position where we are not just saving uh, for our short-term and medium-term goals, but for our long-term, for retirement. And that we are, when we get paid, the attitude is, I have to pay myself first. You know, this, this old, like, it's an old rule, but it still works. When you get paid, you pay yourself first. You put money in retirement. Um, and you don't put all your eggs in one basket, which seems, you know, these 20% of uh, young Canadians are doing by just buying a house and forgetting about the rest. Rubina, thank you for joining us. You have a great evening. Happy Valentine's Day. Same to you. Rabina Ahmed Hawk, who is, of course, Global News personal finance expert, joining us on that study. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.